The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast. And today, we've got a special go-to-market episode for you, which is going to be guest-hosted by Jordan Crawford, who is the co-founder of Blueprint. Jordan is an expert in all things go-to-market, and I'm thrilled to invite him and his friends to take the mic and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech Podcast listeners. Okay, here's a go-to-market episode of the MarTech Podcast with guest host Jordan Crawford from Blueprint. My name is Jordan Crawford from Blueprint, and today we're talking all about go-to-market. And this week, we're going to discuss understanding pain signals, context on mental models, and pain scoring. So today is about market pain scoring. Joining me today is Kyle Williams, who is the founder of Brickstack. Brickstack helps B2B companies map their customer insights to the market. Kyle, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jordan. I'm happy to be here. So tell us what we don't know about market pain scoring and how we should be thinking about it. So pain scoring is really about mapping your company's unique understanding, your perspective, your mental models, your heuristics to your market, instead of just looking for who might give me money. Some of the biggest problems we see in how companies are doing go to market, especially when you think about things like outbound is that their teams are spending most of their time on research. So they're not pre-scoring the market. They're asking folks, usually fresh out of college, to go manually do this research. So we're asking them to spin up on all kinds of things um, in a very short period of time in their career, right? They need to become experts on your market, operations, data gathering, persuasion. How do I turn this into what we say? And it's a huge challenge for those teams to come up with it. So when we do pain scoring, what we mean is we're really pre-running a lot of that research so you know exactly who is in pain right now. And it really nicely ties together both who you should be talking to and what you should be saying to them. So let me see if I understand this. Basically, instead of an SDR looking through manual accounts and looking at their LinkedIn and built with and harmonic and manually finding this data and then saying, hey, I noticed that you like pizza, that this is really about extracting that time away from them, the insights they have per company and mapping that to the entire market. Do I have that right? That's exactly right. I think some of the challenge with the current model is those teams are spending all that time doing this manual research. And you hit on a great point, right? Which is that 
they're doing a lot of the research. So about half of their time is on this research, but that doesn't translate in how they're talking to your prospect because they just spent 80% of their time prospecting, looking up information, and they have 20% left to say something. And so it usually just comes out awkwardly as either, hey, Jordan, I saw you just went on vacation and here's where you went and I went there too, which is really just trying to highlight some type of tribal relevance. Like maybe what I have to say is important because we have some shared experience versus I saw that you're in this specific pain, or I noticed that I'm tying together different points of understanding to create an insight for you is a very different experience. So we see a lot of SDR folks saying, I saw you just raise money. Is that just what this is? Or is this something different? I think that is a trap of satisficing with research. So satisficing, have you heard this term before of we all make decisions and we're not always able to pick the best decision. We're trying to pick the best decision within the time that we have. And that's really the core problem is that SDRs have limited time to do their entire workflow. And so they have to satisfy. And one of the ways they satisfy is what data tends to show up a lot and be correlated with deals. One of those happens to be funding because companies have new funding and they have new initiatives. And so they tend to spend that money. So that's a common play that you will see. The problem is it just tells you that they have money. It doesn't tell you anything about the problems they have and why they might want to work with you. And so what we do with pain scoring is move from a world where you don't have to satisfy. So you don't have to make as many of those trade-offs because we're pre-looking for the exact pain that someone might be in. So we're really using what the best SDR, best AE, your founder might do if they had a limited time to look for key patterns and surfacing those up front. Okay, so Kyle, I know that your company, Brickstack.com, helps with doing this at sort of a domain level. And we've worked together to help do that for customers. But I want to understand, like, talk to our audience about what that means. We talked about what it's not, which is you just raise money, I have money. But what does this look like in actuality? And how can you possibly do this for hundreds of thousands of domains? The reality is that you probably are doing this in parts of your organization, but not in an active or coordinated way. It's very ad hoc, right? It would be that one SDR who tends to do better than everyone else. That one AE whose discovery calls tend to convert to second calls better than anyone else. That product leader who tends to always know the thing that's next. That type of understanding is already happening today, but they're locked in the mental models inside of folks' heads. So what we're generally doing, what this actually looks like is identifying those mental models, looking for ways to map those to the market and pulling them forward. So an example of that might be if you deal in insurance, right? And you need to understand who are my best fit accounts. You don't just want to look at who is the riskiest, like who has the most insurance risk, but you also don't want to reach out to folks who don't need your product. And it's really those who are mitigating the risk, right? Who's protecting themselves from the risk that they have are the best fit for you. And so if you can find that active moment, so first profile the market to say who's mitigating risk, right? Do they have certain terms on their site? Do they have certain protections of the ways that maybe that you don't log in with a password, use SSO or other features that an enterprise account might want? And if you score those up front, one, you bubble up your key accounts, right? So that's a huge, massive unlock for your sales team because now they're not just spending time on an account to figure out if they're worth talking to and then what to say. They can just focus on those best accounts and spend a lot of time on them. Second, that tends to unlock a lot of campaigns, right? Because patterns start to pop out. Who has very high risk and very high mitigation as an example? So who are the different buckets or segments that pop out of this understanding? The other thing that happens is you can start to track this over time. And so you're almost building a bespoke intent. So instead of intent being, and that's what you might call something like the just raise funding examples, that's meant to be an intent campaign. These are your own specific, within your own taxonomy, your own internal knowledge. 
intent of this company is changing their risk mitigation profile. Well, now not only are they a better fit for us, but they're also actively thinking about the specific part of our product that we have a lot of expertise in. So you can show up with helpful advice that says, looks like you just made this change, which means you might be thinking about X. And the last 50 customers that we had who had to deal with X saw Y. Do you want to chat? Right. And that's a very helpful conversation versus just a, you have money. Can I have some, please? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So if I'm understanding you correctly, what you're saying is that there's kind of four important things about this process that matter. The first is that you know the value of this account. Is this a dollar account, a $5, a $10 account? Which means you can do different things based on the value of this account. That seems to be kind of one. The other thing that you can determine is pain. So how much pain is this customer in? Is this a burning pain for them or maybe a smoldering pain? The other things you talked about are buckets. So which model of your existing customers match this bucket? And the coolest thing to me is not only do you get all those three things, but there's intent over time. So what is that key insight? What have they changed recently that might make them, to might actually make that amount of pain even greater? Is that right? Did I get that right? I think that's a fantastic way to put it. And if you think about each of those buckets, they tend to pay dividends on themselves, right? It tends to become a system that gets better the more that you use it, right? Because the more that you understand where you should spend time, obviously you get immediate ROI benefits, right? Your sales team isn't spending time on an account that is unlikely to be enough value for the work going in. But you also conversely stop missing out on the big accounts that you didn't spend as much time, right? Because if you think about a typical sales team, they're usually handed hundred or hundreds of accounts. They do their own custom tiering and it tends to be more correlated with brands they might recognize versus uh, the, the best fit sometimes, or they had to spend all the research time figuring it out. And so you miss out on the big accounts because you weren't spending time. So you get immediate ROI there on your focus. 
And what you're really doing is you're taking all of the current mental models that the team is spending calories on, you're reducing the calories spent. So now they can spend time on something better, right? If your team has now delivered this list of attributes that says, here's why this account should care about us. Well, they can start to think about more important parts of the conversation. So it's better discovery, it's better outbound, it's better sort of across the board. And the, the net effect of that is now your sales team or marketing team or product team is producing even better mental models, right? Those get refined because we're not spending time redoing the same research. So now you have better mental models. Now we can start to map those and the cycle continues. So you end up with this sort of self-reinforcing loop uh, where things get better the more you do them versus worse the more you use them. One of the things that is really interesting about the way that you talk about this is the cycle and that doing this work upfront instead of it being charged as a tax every time an SDR writes an account is that you not only can go to the market with a much more advanced motion, but the market can respond to you so that you can adjust. I'm really curious about how you think about messaging here and how this maps to messaging, because sure, I may be able to know all of the companies that are mitigating their risk with some terms and conditions, but how does that help me with actually, what do I say to those people? How do I take that insight to them? One off the bat is if you're, you're picking the right mental models, then they should be both relevant to you and to the prospect, right? So if we're picking something that is top of mind to them, in some ways, just talking about it might be enough, right? If I say, I notice that you made this change, which changes how you're, you're thinking about risk. If you're right, they're thinking about risk. And so it's the perfect thing to bring up. So it's kind of this benefit of by thinking about who is relevant and why and what those mental models are, you get the messaging as part of that. I think the other thing I would think about in general is if you think about what oversimplified model for what go-to-market looks like, right? You need relevant targeting, you need resonant messaging, and you need a relative level of scale, right? And that means different things for different companies based on your ACV and your TAM and other things. And part of the problem in the market is all of the tooling started with scale. How do we get more accounts, more leads, send more, blast out more, which damaged our ability to get feedback to improve our messaging. So the old world, we used to be able to just send out a lot of messages, whether or not the targeting was relevant, then we would get feedback and know how to improve who we were talking to and what we said. So really by using this approach, by starting with where is their actual relevance, where is their pain that's happening, you skip that whole step of missing the targeting, and then you get a bit of feedback from prospects so you can improve your messaging there. But in general, you should be able to talk about it directly. Kyle, this has been so fascinating, and I can't wait for tomorrow's episode where we talk about the context on mental models. You sort of teased that a little bit, and I'm looking forward to digging into that. What the hell is a mental model? How can I use it in sales? How does it actually benefit my bottom line? And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Today, we were chatting with Kyle Williams, the founder of Brickstack, which helps B2B companies map their insights to the market. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the context on pain-based mental models, and we're going to learn from Kyle about he's taken his mental models with companies like Stripe, Drift, Facebook, Google to build their outbound engines. That's it for today's MarTech Podcast. See you tomorrow. Okay, that wraps up this go-to-market episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Jordan Crawford, founder of Blueprint, and Kyle Williams, founder of Brickstack, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Kyle and Jordan are going to discuss context and mental modeling. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Kyle, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. 
You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Kyle Will. That's K-Y-L-E-W-I-L-L. Or you can visit his company's website, which is brickstack.com. If you'd like to learn more about our guest host, Jordan Crawford, the co-founder of Blueprint, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is blueprintdata.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.